Hey guys, it's just Dahlia, actually. Um, so just a little bit of an explanation to start off, I guess. Uh, the last you heard from us, uh, we said we were not going to be making any more podcasts because of that whole situation that happened. Thank God I haven't gotten any phone calls. I put something on my phone that kind of monitors my, like, calls and, like, doesn't allow certain, like, spam stuff to come in or, like, unknown numbers. So that's been helping a lot. Um, thank you to everyone from TikTok who listened and was concerned. It's really, really sweet. And I actually spoke to some people who, um, who had similar experiences and actually it started happening at Stern to a couple of my friends kind of crazy but you know what I just kind of realized I texted Ricky last week a couple days ago and said you know what I think I want to make a podcast because this is something that is very near and dear to my heart this topic um and I'm like you know what I'm not gonna let some crazy psycho person ruin our podcast because some people were actually saying they wanted the podcast to come back which I don't understand because there's like maybe 10 of you who listen to it 50 people actually listened to the last one which is a big deal but um yeah please go to my tiktok if you're listening to this and you enjoy it please go to my tiktok and like let me know like I really appreciate like comment or like dm me or something because I really want to know if people actually enjoy these I'm actually going to be away for the whole summer so this maybe ricky and i will will record some when we're together i'm gonna go see her next week um but this might be just like a singular one i have to see how many people listen to it because if not many people are listening to it it's kind of pointless you guys get me you get me okay this feels a little bit like a conversation i feel like i'm talking to you guys to whoever is listening um mostly Ricky's friends. I don't think any of my friends listen to, <laughs> listen to this podcast, but that's that's okay. Um so yeah, if you like the podcast, please go to my TikTok. Uh I think it's just Dahlia Elise, E L Y S E. Um and yeah, because I really want to know who actually likes these. That's how we know we should keep making more and if nobody does anything, we won't keep making more. There you go. Okay, so I guess we should get started on today's topic. Like I said, it's just me. I'm home now. I'm going to see Ricky next week, so maybe we'll record some then. So, this was something that I think we wanted to talk about, and we touched a little bit on um, in a previous podcast, I believe, Um, but it was something I was still struggling with at the time up until recently, and I didn't feel comfortable talking about it because you know, practice what you preach, I suppose. And I'm still struggling with this now, but not as much. And that is self-love. So I guess we're going to call this Dahlia's guide to self-love. I think that's what it is. Um, and maybe this isn't interesting to you, but I think it's in, it, a lot of people can relate to this because young adults and teenagers and even adults, everybody, but mostly adolescents and um, young adults deal with a lot of insecurities and issues with self-love and self-esteem. You can tell I'm a psych major. <laughs> wow, that really, wow, that really, I just sounded like a psych major. That's fine. Um, so that is something that I think a lot of people can relate to. And that's why I'm going to talk about it today because the last couple months of my life, I don't know if I mentioned on our previous podcast, have been rough. Um, just to be clear, I've not been diagnosed with anything. 
Um, so everything that I am saying is not diagnosed by a doctor. It's just kind of assumed at a certain point. There are come certain points. I just want to talk about this for a second. There come certain points in a person's life where it's blatantly obvious that they have something. Um, I'm not saying something extreme, not extreme, but something that you really need to be diagnosed with, such as like schizophrenia or like autism or like something like that. I would never say like I have schizophrenia or something like that without having confirmation from a doctor. But there are certain points like with anxiety and depression that you can just tell at a certain point. Obviously, don't throw things around. Like it bothers me when people are like, oh my god, I am so bipolar. Oh my god, I'm so like depressed without actually meaning it. If you mean it, then fine. Bipolar, I think, can be a little bit derogatory, so be careful with that. But Um, depression and anxiety are a little bit obvious at a certain point, but don't throw those words around. So there were certain, (laughs) that was a little bit of a tangent, I just want to say that. Again, I am such a psych major, but that's okay. Um, just who I am. Um, there was a certain point in the year, in this past year, where I was really depressed. Um, and for those of my friends who did not know that, surprise, you're finding out from my podcast, if you're listening to my podcast. Um... And as I learned in my psych classes, depression comes in a lot of different forms. Depression doesn't always just mean you're constantly in your room all day crying and just not talking to people, pushing people away all the time. Like you're crying constantly. You're always sad. It looks different for everybody I've learned because I have friends who have also dealt with depression. Um, Mine was definitely mild. For sure, um, but for me, it looked like, you know, it, it looked like on the inside, I was beating myself up constantly. I was crying, not all the time, but a lot more than I should have been in private, and in public, I was very happy. I was always doing things for people, always doing people favors, even when it inconvenienced myself. I was always trying to help people because... I wanted that in return. I was hoping that by doing things for other people, I would get that in return. Um, but I wasn't. And so it was, it, was, it was a rough, rough time. Don't do that, by the way. That's not healthy. If you're not getting things in return, don't do things for other people um, who are not. That sounds terrible. I'm so, <laughs> what I mean to say is if a person is not treating you correctly, don't think in your head this is what my thought process was like they're not treating me right maybe if I do things for them they will be nice to me and then constantly I would be proven wrong but I would still go back and be like okay maybe if I do this like you know you should just have people who want to do things for you because they care about you so that is a first sign of a toxic friendship and I've dealt with many toxic friendships um I'm hoping none of those people are listening to this podcast I don't think they are I don't think they care about my life anymore but it's whatever so I dealt with a lot of um friends like drama in high school uh dating things that were terrible you know all the typical teenager young adult things um that I'm sure a lot of people can relate to And something that was really hard for me was just feeling very lonely. And I'm sure this is a common, common thing. 
um, for a lot of people, unfortunately. A lot, our generation is very lonely. Uh, social media can be a big cause of that. Um, when you see your friends, I'm putting air quotes up right now, seeing people that you thought were your friends going out and doing things without you and, you know, seeing other people on vacation and you're just, like, in your dorm room, like, studying and you're like, why doesn't my life look like that? Why didn't these people think to invite me to this? You know, why does it look like they're so successful and I'm just, like, in college and, you know, a big part of me being sad was that a lot of my friends moved to Israel. And that was my original plan. That is my plan for the future. But a lot of my friends did it before me. And it was very, very hard for me to talk to them. Um, I'm not in, like, close, close contact with a lot of people who are there anymore. Not necessarily on purpose. Some of them, yes, on purpose. Um, But some, you know, it's just there's a big like, time gap, all that stuff, and it was very hard for me to process the fact that they are in a place that makes that, that makes them and me very happy, and I'm stuck in New York City. (laughs) A lot of people love New York City, but I, I'm not a fan. I just, it doesn't feel special to me. It smells like garbage half the time, and, like, weed, and, like, whatever. It's, some people love it. I just don't. That was a big part. I just felt like I was at a like at a certain place in my life that I was just like I'm not happy with like physically where I am, like location wise, and you know that was really hard for me to think about. And one of the big things that helped me that I is my thought process now. Yes, every once in a while you're allowed to be sad. I'm not saying that like if you cry like once a month or something like that, you're like oh my god, I'm depressed, like, whatever, I'm saying that constantly, I was just constantly upset about where I was, and something that is really helpful that I think about all the time now is how you have to remember that the path that you are on, like, this is the path that you are on, that, um, in order to get to the place that you want to be, in order to get to Israel, for example, this is my example, in order for me to get to make Aliyah and move to Israel, I need to go through college. So I'm thinking, okay, I'm in college now. So that is one of, I am in my now, technically, junior year of college. I have two more years and I'm on the path. And at the end, that path will lead to me moving to Israel. So I'm like, okay, I'm in the step, like I'm doing the steps. So it's not like, you know, it's like the, I'm thinking of it as my extended Aliyah process. If you don't Aliyah means, it means that you move to Israel. Um, so I think of that as like my extended Aliyah process. Again, I'm doing air quotes because I'm on the, I'm taking the steps to move to Israel. And in order to take those steps, I have to, um, I have to go to college and finish my degree and then go to grad school. Um, so that was a big thing for me. Um, that you have to think about if you're impatient about the future and you just want to know, like, what you're, where you're going to go, you just, I, I'm trying not to mention God in this because a lot of people don't like that answer, um, so I'm going to try my best not to mention that. A big part of all this for me is religion, um, is that, you know, God has a plan for me, but I'm not going to bring, I'm going to try not to bring that up, um, so you can get a different perspective, 
But yeah, if you're stressed about the future, just think that these things are supposed to happen. Like you're supposed to go through all of these things and one day you're going to look back at the happiest place in your life and just think, I'm glad I went through all of that. Like all of that was worth it so that I could get to here. It's going to happen. And I've talked to so many people who are married and so happy living in the place that they want to live at. And they're like, I'm so happy that I went through all of that to get to here. Because if I, maybe if that one step, if I, maybe if I moved to Israel right away, it would have been really, really hard for me. Or maybe if I had done that differently, my whole future would have been different. Like the butterfly effect. So that's like the future talk because, you know, that's a big part of a college student, high school student's life is the, the fear of the future and just, or I guess, wanting to be there already, already wanting to be grown up, all that stuff. Now we're going to get on to relationships because this is probably, I could talk for hours about this. Um, this is friendships, um, family relationships, like romantic relationships, all this stuff. Um, I have had in the last two years had to stop talking to certain people because they just not only were not adding things to my life, they were taking things away. Like they were not only were they just not making me happy, they were making me actively unhappy. And it's so hard in the moment. I know it sounds ridiculous. It's so hard in the moment to know, to just immediately be like, this person is toxic. I can't be friends with them. Some people are so good at that. If you're listening and you are good at that, kudos to you. Unfortunately, I am not. And after the fact, I'm like, wow, why did I, why was I friends with this person or in a relationship with this person or anything like that? Um, But in the moment, it's not so simple. I think that 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 is a big thing you just can't beat yourself up over because in the long run I don't regret a lot of things really whenever someone asks me like what's your biggest regret I really I really don't have many because where I am now I'm happy with and I think I need to go through those hard times in order to realize that I am worthy of a lot of love, and everybody is worthy of having love and happiness. So, I know it sounds so cheesy. This part is going to sound very cheesy. Just bear with me, my friends. Okay, thank you. Um, This was a very last-minute podcast, by the way. I just was thinking about it, and I was like, I'm in such a good place right now. I should share that with other people. And even if this isn't helpful, I hope this is interesting for you, but whatever. Um... There, you can see such a massive difference between me, my first semester of college, honestly, up until March, um, and now. Like, my, I've had family members comment on it to me. Like, I've come home, and they, like, I came home within the last few weeks, and one of my family members was like, you look significantly happier now that you've made certain changes in your life, and now that you've like, you know, became friends with these people and stuff like that. And that's, like, crazy to me that just a couple of, like, new friends and realizing how I'm worthy of happiness is, like, such a huge change. I, like I mentioned, I've had some friendships that are, were kind of toxic and now I'm not in them anymore. Um, 
and I've had a lot of new friends, you know, coming to college. I've made a lot of new friends um, who I, like, didn't realize how much they, within the last few months, honestly, um, shout out to Ricky, (laughs) um, who have really changed my perspective on what I deserve as a friend, um, and as a person, because the toxic friends that I had, like I said, were taking away, they were subtracting from my happiness instead of adding from it, and never once have all of my good, good friends have really never made me cry, like in a bad way, like really never, I've never had a fight with my really good friends, Ricky and I have never fought. Let's talk about that. Ricky and I roomed together. Literally, beds were three feet apart. Never fought. That is what a good friendship is supposed to look like. Like, yes, every once in a while you, like, bicker or something like that, but you really should not be having any blowout fights. I'm here to tell you right now, if you and your friends are having blowout fights and they're making you feel bad about things, making you feel guilty, if you are ever afraid to tell your friend something, because you think that they'll get mad at you or make fun of you or something like that, that is a massive red flag. Huge red flag. Or if you can't talk to them about a lot of different people, like if you are afraid to talk to your friend about another friend because they, or multiple other friends because you know that they don't like a lot of your other friends, like you have to wonder who, who the, the issue is. Like, who has the issue, you know? Like I said, in the moment, it's so hard to tell. So, like, by all means, I'm not saying, like, you know, if you don't notice these red flags, you're, like, ridiculous or whatever. Because I didn't notice them. But in the aftermath, this is that's just what I noticed. And I know that I am worthy of good friendships because now I have them and you know just appreciate the people that bring you the most happiness because I don't feel I had all these friends I'm just saying I had all these friends I had great friends but I was too overwhelmed with all of the not all of, a few of the bad people in my life. Not bad. I don't want to say, nobody's bad. I don't think many people are bad people. The negative influences in my life were overwhelming that I just wasn't focusing on the good in my life because it was just too much. Um, And, you know, there's that that psychology debate about how, um, whether or not human beings are naturally negative or positive I lean a little bit more towards negative I wish it was positive I'm still unsure I still debate about it but people tend to focus more on the negatives like you know if you get a hundred compliments and one criticism you're going to focus on that criticism so I could have a hundred amazing friends and then I have one friend who is bringing me down that is what I'm going to focus on. So that's what I did focus on. And once I eliminated those people from my life, I was just significantly happier because I, all I was left, I filtered out all the bad, again, not bad, all the negative, And I was left with all of these amazing friends and they were like, we've been here the whole time. You just weren't as focused on us. And now my day is full of talking to 
amazing, incredible people, you know who you are. Um, and those negative things don't bother me as much anymore because I'm surrounded by happy people who want to see me happy. And I don't remember the last time I felt like I was cared about by so many people. Like I, some, I had some exciting event the other day and after it was over, at least five people texted me and were like, how was it? How are you doing? How do you feel? Like, that is so incredible to feel that way. And I actively urge you to seek out those amazing people in your life because I know that there are people. Yes, it's very possible you have a lot of negative people in your life. And that is tr- if that is true, I'm very sorry. And I know how taxing that can be and how hard that can be. But you need to try your hardest to look for the people that care about you the most and just think like who wants to see me happy who checks in on me who would if I texted them they would text me back right away and see how I'm doing and all that stuff like just think about those people because you probably have more than you realize you really do um and yeah those are like my probably biggest tips and you know obviously doing things that make you happy find that thing that helps you relieve your stress for some people like myself it's like working out because you know just sometimes physically you need to like tire yourself out a little bit take control of your life um some people enjoy art drawing listening to music driving oh love driving blasting music that's the best talking to friends you just need to find your thing that's what I would say again a disclaimer I'm not saying any of this is easy at all it's one of the hardest things I've ever had to go through but when you like come out in the end I don't remember being this happy in my life when you come out in the end you're going to be so happy and you're going to know how to handle it next time maybe not completely but definitely better and yeah, this was an incredibly cheesy and um, interesting impromptu podcast, but I just, it's thundering outside, it's 9pm, it's a mood, you know, and I felt like doing this, and I hope this was helpful to at least one person. If this helps one person, I am so happy. Um, and yeah, please let us know, you guys, if this um, was helpful to you like at all um please let us know on my tiktok or you can dm me on instagram we have an instagram also that's the same name as our podcast um please let us know on one of those platforms if you want us to continue the podcast because like one or two people were like when are you gonna do the podcast again and at first we weren't gonna do it but now we think we will so yeah, so please let us know if you want us to continue because we will try our best um, if you guys want it. Um, and yeah, this is Dahlia and hopefully next time you hear from me, it'll be with Ricky. And this was Do It For The Chavea. And I hope you guys have an amazing week. Have an awesome Pride Month. Happy Pride Month, by the way. I totally forgot to mention that. Um... And yeah, 
Have an amazing week, my friends.